Welcome to Stuff We Love podcast. Okay, we're going to start it off with a quick question. One for both of you. Paul, we'll go with you first. Donuts or ice cream? Donuts. Dean, donuts or ice cream? Uh, despite my lactose insensitivity, uh, ice cream. Really? Well, I will cast a vote here. I love both. I would go with ice cream. But, Paul, don't take it personal. Listen, this isn't like, you know, one's good and one's bad, right? I'm, I'm, no. not, I'm not throwing either of them off the plate, but uh, I'll take ice cream over donuts. Let me ask you a question. You don't have to give me just, I mean, I, I had a second to choose, but I mean, yeah. I mean, donuts are a every minute of the day meal. Ice cream, not so much. If you go on vacation and you're going to, let's say, Universal City Walk and you go to Voodoo Donuts mm-hmm. and you buy just one donut and you don't like it, is your City Walk experience forever tarnished when you think back on that day? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> nope. No, but you're probably tweeting and complaining about the price of the donut. <laughs> well, on that note, for our listeners, if you didn't realize it already, this is the Stuff We Love podcast. I'm Scott, and I'm joined again by returning champions, plural. Dean and Paul from the Butter and Bacon, the Good Stuff of Disney podcast. And chances are, if you listen to the show, you also listen to Butter and Bacon, the Good Stuff of Disney podcast. So the introduction doesn't need to be more than that because you get the point. So we are doing something tonight, which is going to be part one of a series. Dean has proposed this idea. And as soon as I heard it, I thought it was a great idea. This is going to be a series devoted to Disney Springs and in particular, Disney Springs dining choices. Now, I love Disney Springs. I want to say that from the start. To me, it is an essential part of my Walt Disney World vacations. Every trip, multiple times. And we could get into that and why that's the case as we go through these choices, uh, go through these restaurants, I should say. But uh, I want to begin by asking you fine gentlemen a question. Uh, Paul, we'll start with you. Did you used to always go to downtown Disney on your Disney vacations? Oh, yes. What are your greatest memories? all the way back from 83. Um, my fondest memories of uh, downtown Disney or the Disney Village even uh, was the awesome wooden and uh, aluminum slide of death in the in the sun, um, the playground. Uh, it was always someplace that had shopping, which was great for my parents, but it always had some element of play for the kids. And I mm-hmm. think that that was, and that's kind of it's remained to a point. Um, definitely, we're talking about marketplace today. There is some of that play element over the market marketplace. A little less so in the other sections of the Disney Springs, but um, you know, it, it's uh, you know it, that's that's really uh, you know some of my earliest memories and fondest memories is just you know having having the ability to be completely different from being in the theme parks or even at the resorts. Right. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's just a nice place to go grab a bite, do some, uh, do some shopping and, um, have the kids run around and just unwind. Dean, how about you? Did you used to frequent downtown Disney and Disney village when you were on your trips? I've always been a downtown Disney fan. I'll, I'll give you two, uh, sort of key, key components for us of downtown Disney. One is the, uh, the Christmas store mm. always, uh, every trip. But we, we go there and, and we used to buy, uh, there's a whole set there of uh, these sort of the, instead of the bright red of Christmas, sort of that deep, almost yep. burgundy red, um, sort of a, a Victorian looking uh, Mickey and Minnie. So we have that set. We still use that. That's a big part of our Christmas and all the decorations that go with it. And then we were huge fans of Pleasure Island. 
And so uh, I think I've mentioned before, I got married in Walt Disney World and we had our wedding reception at Portobello Yacht Club when it was still Portobello Yacht Club. And then our actual like, you know, dinner and after dinner dancing was Pleasure Island. So Pleasure Island's always had a a fond spot in my memory and and it's a place that we went to over and over. I thought the biggest fail for Pleasure Island was when they went to it not being paid and you only paid to get into the clubs instead of being paid at the gate. And that, that was kind of the beginning of the end for it there. But um, that doesn't sully the memories and the great times that we had and, and experiences we shared at Pleasure Island. It's interesting because whenever somebody tells me now that they're going on vacation to Disney World, I'll say to them, listen, if you have time on your trip, you should go to Disney Springs because it's so much fun. I would say about 50 to 60% of those people don't even know what Disney Springs is. And they have no recollection of having gone to its previous versions, whether it be the village or downtown Disney, it's unique that the three of us all have such fine memories of going there over the years. I know myself, I, re- I, I guess the first time I went there, I was blown away by it. I didn't even know it existed. And then I walk in and there's these cool memorabilia shops, not just Disney stuff, but pop culture stores, which were so awesome. And these food choices and you get desserts there. Even now, when I go on my vacations to Disney, I'll be in the parks and I'll see some cool merchandise And I'll think to myself, well, I like this, but I kind of want to wait to see what I find at Disney Springs because it's just so much stuff. Uh, But shopping is not the focus of tonight's episode. That's That's a separate series. Tonight, we're talking restaurants. We're talking food because Dean is going to be staying at Saratoga Springs later this year, which is a convenient hotel to Disney Springs. You could walk there. I will be in Disney later this year, certainly looking to go to Disney Springs. Paul, you may be in Disney too this year. Yeah, maybe. 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 <laughs> well, and you know the other thing, Scott, is that Disney Springs, you know, we've referenced downtown Disney, we've, we've referenced the village, uh, Disney Village, Village Marketplace, all the names that it used to have. It's really transformed over the last several years. So if you haven't been there in the last few years, it's it's the stuff we're going to cover tonight is going to sound brand new. And even right. for for me, you know, I were frequent visitors, but because of COVID, I haven't been there in two years. And as I scan through the list of, of options after we booked our uh, resort stay and started thinking about, cause you know, in March, you start thinking about where you're going to have dinner in July. <laughs> so as, as I started, as you, thinking, do. As you, as you do. So as, as I was starting the pre-planning of that, I was like, wow, there, you know, there's just a number of restaurants that I haven't been to uh, either because they're literally brand new or they're new enough that um, we just haven't gotten there yet. So mm-hmm. it'll be fun to go through some of these tonight. And I know you've been to quite a few, so it'll be good to get your perspective. I've been to many. And I guess before we get into them, I'll tell a quick story, which changed my whole approach to dining at Walt Disney World. A couple of years ago, I was there on a, a big family trip and we had dinner reservations over at Via Napoli and Epcot. And we left our hotel. We had a rental car. So we drove to Epcot. By the time we got in the park, got past security. We entered by the future world entrance, which was a mistake right there. We made our way across the park all the way to Viennapoli. We were drenched in sweat, every single one of us. And it's not a cheap meal. And I thought to myself, I like this food and I'm really having a good time, but think about what you can get for your money over at Disney Springs overall and not have to be drenched in sweat when you go. A couple of years ago, I went with my brother to La Cellier. And that was in January, not really even a hot time of the year. But by the time we got into the theme parks, walked over there and we're sitting down to dinner, it was a massively expensive dinner. We're kind of sweaty and not the way I would like to be ideally when eating dinner. And uh, I thought to myself, 
we could be having dinner at Disney Springs, paying less money and perhaps having a better quality meal. Now, don't get me wrong. I love eating in the theme parks and I can't wait to go back to Via Napoli and all these places. But I, all I'm saying is that when you plan your Disney trips, you need to think about what your budget is and what type of food experiences you're looking for on some of the nights and whether Disney Springs is more ideal for you. Yeah, and, I think it's a good point. It's just the, the, the commitment of the time to commute to dinner when you're not at a convenient location right really should be a factor and when you're deciding it it's kind of an interesting thought you made me think of another show topic of a you know if you like this you should try that type thing because mm, you, right. you mentioned via napoli if you like that well there are some italian recommendations we could make that would be less of a, a commitment to getting to you know a little bit easier uh, to navigate and then same thing if you like la Cellier, there are other options where you can go and get a maybe even superior steak meal so that's an interesting thought. We'll have to hold, we'll pocket that one along with your shopping episode. Speaking of Italian food, let me ask you guys a question. You have a choice, chicken frances, chicken marsala, or chicken parm. What do you get? Chicken parm. Dean? Trio medley. <laughs> <laughs> chicken chicken frances is convention chicken. Every really convention is. I have ever attended. It is convention chicken. Yeah. So I try not to order it because I just know at some point I'm going to be at a convention. <laughs> and oh, look what's there. But my, my default would be parm. But uh, the other two, again, it's 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 kind of like your your donuts or uh, ice cream off yeah. the top. There are times where Marcella is what I'd want. But uh, yep. probably yeah, in a vacuum, I, I would. Yeah, I'd definitely go with the, the parm. I'm hungry. I, I had I, a salad for dinner, which is why the, I'm asking these questions. The, the question I, is, if you get the chicken parm out, are you getting it with spaghetti or ziti? Well, Ooh, and that's what I was going to say, because it might depend on what's available next to it. Because if there's some if there's a really good rice, then I'm getting the marsala because I enjoy that brown brown sauce on top of rice. If I'm getting the chicken parm, I am more than likely getting spaghetti to go with it and not ziti. There's something about it. It's, it's kind of mm -hmm. like trying to make a log raft. Just give me a... I think it depends what color shirt you're wearing. I don't have True. that problem. Spaghetti is inherently messier. No, it not not for me. My father, on the other hand, has a spot of spaghetti sauce right here. And I know this is not a <laughs> video podcast, but it just just draw a line eight inches down from your chin. That's where a spot is of spaghetti sauce. Every single shirt you own. <laughs> So let's get to the marketplace, everyone. We are arriving at Disney Springs. We've parked our car. We're settling in. And what garage are we in? I was thinking about that question. Um, I would say you could be in. What's really the garage near Polite which... Pig? Near Under Armour and uh, Uniqlo. What, whatever that garage is. That Lime? I think that's Lime. That Lime? I think Orange is the one near AMC Movie Theater. Yeah, that's the one that's like nine miles away. I mean, I'm I'm staying at Saratoga, so I'm walking over. Yeah, you're that's, walking. That, that's a different so issue. That's, yeah. <laughs> Dean has arrived by foot. <laughs> or or boat, because everything's better or, on a boat. Or boat, that's true. Lemon is the one that is really close to marketplace. So we are Lime arriving. Is the one that's yeah, and then orange, orange is the one that's over by um, Epcot. Orange is at Newark Airport. <laughs> <laughs> Ampa. so uh we've arrived at the lemon garage we've parked the car and we're beginning the evening with a drink and we're going to be going over to dockside margaritas for our, our drink uh guys have either of you been there yes no and dean what were your thoughts about it um 
if you are at Walt Disney World and you are at Disney Springs and you want a margarita, mm-hmm. they serve margaritas. <laughs> that's, that's about as much of an endorsement as I can give their cocktail. According to the Disney Springs website, it says, unwind with a chilled Rita at this waterfront lounge inspired by a 1960s Florida produce stand. I got the stand part accurate. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I have not what was been the old. What was the old restaurant that was... Uh... They used to serve margaritas. It's like a, is that, uh, is that downtown Disney? And, and, and I think it was in the village before that. So Paul, I don't know if you remember that one, um, but there was a, a restaurant that was there. It was sit down. It had very mediocre seafood, but they actually had good margaritas. Mm-hmm. Captain Jack's. Captain Jack's. Thank Captain you. Jack's, they had really good ribs. Ooh. Oddly enough, they had really good ribs. I never had ribs there, uh, but yeah, they definitely had good margaritas. That was a fun place to go. Yeah, Captain Jack's is now the location of a bridge. Yeah. Mm. So, gentlemen, when I look at the sit-down restaurants over in the Marketplace area, there are some quality choices that stand out. And two of them, at least in my own mind, are kind of comparable. One of them is T-Rex, and the other is Rainforest Cafe. And when I say they're comparable, I'm not really talking about the food, although there are similarities between the two, but rather in the fact that they are both elaborately themed restaurant locations. And those are fun. I enjoy, go- if you're a Disney fan, chances are you're going to like going to a themed restaurant. Uh, I-, I guess I'd begin by asking you, uh, between the two, what would be your preference and why? Paul, we'll, we'll go to you. Uh, I like going, I've been to both um, T-Rex and Rainforest Cafe. Of the two, I would choose to go to T-Rex because there isn't one to me locally. Um, there are two Rainforest Cafes roughly equidistant from me um, and the Menlo Park Mall and then down in Atlantic City. They both would take about the same amount of time for me to get to. Um, but I enjoy um, I enjoy the food. I like the ambiance. Um, I actually really enjoy the bar, which I know we're talking about sit-down parts right now. But you mm-hmm. can just walk into both of these places and grab a drink. And most of the menu is available. I think they'll give you the full menu if you just want to pull in, grab a drink maybe grab a burger and then get out. Um, and, you know, if you've got a small party or if it's just yourself, um, for the most part, that's a good option, but I, I enjoy it. Um, there's a lot of people who are like, ah, it's overpriced. Oh, I can get this at home. You can do that everywhere for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I take that out of it, but, um, it's, I find it really, you know, like I said, great bar, but if you, if you do have kids with you, it's very accessible, both of them. Um, family-friendly atmosphere and, um, you know, uh, bonus, if you are a Landry's club member, um, you can use your rewards at the Walt Disney World like, locations and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So if you do go to those locations, they get you get your Landry's points and you can use those at home as well. Both also with very high seating capacities. So on a night when the park is or Disney Springs is crowded, you have a better chance of getting a table. And one more thing I'll add as yep. well, Dean, before we turn it over to you, the lounge, it's known as the Lava Lounge over at Rainforest Cafe, I believe is outdoors beneath the covered patio. So if you're looking for outdoor dining on a, because of everything going on in the world right now, that's where you could find it. And it's fun because when you're walking in front of T-Rex, you could all of a sudden hear the noise of a, you hear a dinosaur, which definitely sends some kids jumping back. Um, And then when you're in front of Rainforest Cafe, they got the volcano and they have their own noises. It's almost like they're attractions unto themselves. You could take 20 million photos just of the outside of the restaurants. Um, Dean, on your upcoming trip, if they both had a, uh, let's say a 10 minute wait, T-Rex and Rainforest Cafe, where are you going? 
I would also go to T-Rex, um, mm-hmm. for similar reasons. Although we used to have a, a rainforest within 20 minutes of my house, it closed. So I think Palisades might be the closest one now for me, which is a yep. bit of a haul. Um, but that said, we've been to both. Uh, I, I guess I'll I'll build off what Paul was saying. They are family-friendly restaurants, but they, they will be scary for young children at times. It's, they are both very, very loud. Uh, if this is a first date and you want to get to know somebody, T-Rex is not the place to go. <laughs> uh, you will not hear each other talk. It, it's, it's Particularly pretty- if you're in the ice room that ice cavern when the meteor hits Mm. (laughs) yeah so um you know folks will hear this and if they've eaten at them they'll they might you know scoff a little bit at the idea that it's a good meal or anything like that it's quality it's it's solid it is not the best meal in walt disney world it's not the best meal in in disney springs um but you're not going to uh you know you're not going to have a bad experience from the food you're not going to have a bad experience unless you're afraid of the noises um, so I like, I, I would recommend both these, you know, with, with the travel agency, when folks are looking for themed meals and, and we do have clients that ask specifically for theme meals, I will point them what to What travel people. agency would that be, Dean? Well, that would be adventure is out there travel. Um, but seriously, the, the, the concept of, you know, going for a fun meal, Scott, I think you hit this off the top. It's, it, it is a big part of the Disney vacation, right? Mm-hmm. If, if you want to go out for Italian food, most places have an Italian restaurant in town, if not a hundred of them, like we have around here, but you get a different experience at some of the restaurants down in Walt Disney World. And, and I think the same is here. Are you going to go and get burger and nachos and, you know, standard apps and American fare and stuff like that? You can get that at a lot of places, but you don't get that with monkeys shaking trees on the wall and, you know, drinks that, or I shouldn't say drinks, um, desserts that have big sprinklers in them uh, and, you know, 22 layer cakes and things like that. So you, you get a little bit of craziness off the menu. I think it adds to the fun and the festive atmosphere. And uh, yeah, that the, the bar, the outdoor seating uh, at, Rainforest is actually a really fun place to go as well. So they're both good. They're both relatively similar, I think, um, cuisine-wise, quality-wise. Mm-hmm. But for the theme and for the the sort of newness of it, I would go to T-Rex. A couple of thoughts on, on what you guys have said. First off, uh, Paul, you mentioned the Landry's card. Landry's is a very well-respected uh, company. So you know if they're affiliated with Landry's, it's a legit quality place. That's the first thing mm-hmm. I would say. Second thing is... The one thing I always hear from people that have gone to T-Rex is that they say it's better than we thought it was going to be. They go in, I think, with low expectations because in their mind, it's maybe they don't think it's a serious culinary restaurant, but they're pleasantly surprised with the food. Now, I myself have not been to T-Rex. I would actually going to look to try that on an upcoming trip, but I've been to Rainforest Cafe and I was surprised with the food. I went in not expecting it to be that great. And I enjoy it and have gone several times since. Uh, I've had salads there. I've had their pot roast, which you may be surprised about. No, not, that may not be a standout dish. Oh, we always joke about pot roast in Florida <laughs> yeah, in the right. summer. It's, it's the best. <laughs> and uh, I actually thought of something for all of our single f- listeners that uh, you guys mentioned when you talked about a date place. Let's say you were going on a date to Disney Springs and the date was beginning with drinks and then going to dinner. If the drink part didn't go well, you could take them to T-Rex and request the ice room just so you wouldn't have to talk to them because of the meteors. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Well, yeah, I, I, no, it, You did talk about Landry's being quality. If you like the Yak and Yeti restaurant in Animal Kingdom, um, that is also a Landry's operated mm-hmm. restaurant. So Literally what I was give you an idea. Say. Yeah, yeah. We're... <laughs> Good. We're simpatico. 
So we, we're off to a good start here. We got margaritas, we got Rainforest Cafe, we got T-Rex. Now let's let's bring it as simple as it gets, which is Starbucks. Not that Starbucks is simple. You get some cool drinks there. Uh, it's very interesting. My wife and I were having this conversation the other day. Even though Starbucks is something you could get all across the world, literally, there's something about the Disney World Starbucks locations that are distinct and they each have their own personality. Mm-hmm. The Disney Spring Starbucks... I wouldn't necessarily say it's like, <clears throat> excuse me, for example, the Hollywood Studios Starbucks. It's not as much of a personality thing, but it's convenient. It's located not far from one of the garages. So if you're on your way out, you want to grab a coffee to go, it's convenient. Nothing major that stands out except for the fact they do offer some exclusive beverages some of the time. Uh, I don't have much to add to it besides that, uh, but how about you guys? For me, it's the, the Star or coffee drinking in general is usually a morning activity. I don't usually drink coffee in the evening. So if I'm at Disney Springs in the morning, it would definitely be a place I might think about for a breakfast. Maybe in the afternoon, I'd grab more of one of those fun drinks and those specialty drinks you talked about. Starbucks is is fine. If we're in the parks in the morning, I'll tend to grab Starbucks. But I don't think for me, going to Starbucks at Disney Springs is, is uh, on the table too often. They do have a really nice location, though. Uh, a couple of uh, two locations at Disney Springs. The um the other right. one is is much bigger and uh, and much more attainable I think. That, but, that's on the west side, right? Is that where the other Starbucks is? Yeah, this this one, if I remember correctly, is more like a, a star, almost like a Starbucks stand. Um, yes. It's a little bigger than that, but it's it's not like that massive one over on the other side. Paul, how about you? Um, I actually haven't been to the Starbucks at mm-hmm. uh, Disney Springs. Uh, our when we would stay at Saratoga Springs, um, I my <laughs> we always get the keepsake mugs. So my pre-dawn routine of getting up, going for a nice walk, bringing all the mugs with me, filling up with coffee over at Artist Palette, and then dropping that off at the room, and then going over to Earl of Sandwich, which we are going to get to, uh, for breakfast sandwiches. So it, 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 that's been kind of our coffee, and that's been from the Nescafe days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but um, you know, D- Disney coffee is, has increased in quality quite a bit um, since that wonderful powdered mess. But... Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I have nothing against Starbucks, but like Dean, um, I typically am a coffee drinker in the morning. I am much more onto other more potent potables uh, mm-hmm. later in the day. I feel, st- for me, this is a personal thing. Starbucks is great for the journey to and from Walt Disney World, but when I'm there, I would like to get something that I'm not going to get every day of the week. That's mm-hmm. kind of the way I feel, which is one of the reasons, gentlemen, that I may go instead to the Joffrey's Handcrafted Smoothies Kiosk. There you go. The Disney Springs Marketplace. Now I'm looking here at their official website and I think you could get traditional coffee there. Joffrey's yeah. coffee is really awesome, but th- this is a place that is really known for their specialty beverages. Now I'm, this is one, this is going to make you guys hungry, but I'm just going to tell it like it is. The Flying Hawaiian, passion fruit juice, pineapples, coconut cream, and yogurt. I'm in. How about the Razzy Jazzy? Cranberry juice, strawberries, raspberries, and yogurt. Both of those would benefit from uh, Bacardi's. Yep. Cold brew with Irish cream. This is the good stuff. This is truly the good stuff. (laughs) This is the stuff we love. This This is is the 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 good stuff we love. So for me, uh, I think I would be more likely to hit up the Joffrey's booth uh, Joffrey's, by the way, I got an email today. They just released a Mickey Mouse coffee flavor, I think. A new Mickey Mouse coffee flavor, just a side note. Speaking of Joffrey's. It tastes like mice? 
<laughs> tastes like mice. That's right. Sponsored by Cinnamon Toast Crunch. <laughs> Boom. Ooh. There it is. Uh, there it is. <laughs> I was waiting for it, and it, and it arrived. <laughs> <laughs> now, I can tell you, I've never been to this place. Uh, this next one on the list. Have you guys been to BB Wolf Sausage Company? No, I want I, to. I have stood outside BB Wolf Sausage Company, looked at the menu, and decided to move on. Not because anything that they're offering is bad. It was just like 152 degrees out that day, and I didn't really want to eat sausage for lunch. And there's uh, no seating. It, it, there's no, 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 it's literally a walk-up stand. There's an area yeah. there that has a couple of stands that you can walk to. That's one of them. And, um, yeah, I mean, everything that, that you smell when you walk by there smells like a good sausage. Kind of remind me of Fenway a little bit and, and with the really mm. good sausage sandwiches outside. So it's, uh, it's enticing, but uh, it has to be the right temperature for me to try that. Yeah, Dean, I would good. say, given your proximity and depending on where you stay it's at Saratoga Springs, this might be a good, um, as you go back to your room for your midday nap, cool, change kind of thing, maybe one of you head over and grab lunch and bring it back to the room. Because yeah, like it's, it. it's, it's right off the bridge, the aforementioned right. Captain Jack's RIP. Um but you know it's it's another quick bridge and then if you're staying in congress park you're already home yeah i'm actually picturing where this is in my mind and i could know exactly where you're talking about by the way on a side note related to this area disney springs there are great photo opportunities at sunset there yes uh, overlooking that body of water just i've taken some phenomenal photos there guys that's basically at the stern of paddlefish sorry yes that's that's right this is this is making us hungry, guys. I might hop a flight in, in the next few minutes to, to eat some of this stuff. But I like what I did with Joffrey's where I loaded up the menu and gave you a couple of highlights. I'm going to give you a highlight of B.B. Wolf Sausage Company. Now, listen to this. Get ready for this, folks. The New York Pastrami Reuben. I'm going to read you what's on there. All beef quarter pound hot dog with shaved pastrami, Swiss, sauerkraut, and Russian dressing on a house-made roll served with chips. I mean, pack the extra Nexium and you're good to go. <laughs> yeah, that's a, but that to me is a standout track. Uh, that sounds a standout track, like it's an album or something. But standout no, thing. That that is an A side track right there. That that's is not an A side. That's right. It's BB Wolf, but that's an A side track. <laughs> what about that, that cost be... at Portillo's? What about Portillo's? Forever lost. I wonder what that would cost at Portillo's. Portillo's is delayed, lost. by the way. Portillo's is delayed I in Orlando. Saw. I saw. There are people pissed. Uh, now, guys, something I noticed recently during this whole crazy year we've had, I would be watching some footage from uh, Universal and the Springs on, on YouTube. Crepes seem to have picked up in popularity in a big way. You have this crepe stand over at Universal, Universal Studios, which is always crowded. Over in France at Epcot, they're going to be opening up a crepe stand, I guess, in conjunction with the Ratatouille attraction. I don't think it's open yet. And over in Disney Springs, you have Aristo Crepes, which is a quick service location. It's exactly what you think it would be. It serves, big surprise, crepes. Now, uh, they also have some unique treats, like, for example, a banana chocolate hazelnut crepe. Chocolate hazelnut spread with salted caramel on that. And I'll give you another highlight. Um, Ooh, this sounds good. The S'mores Crepe. Toasted marshmallow cream, chocolate sauce, and graham cracker crumbs. I like it. I like it a lot. Have oh, you guys back been to there? Back. That's back-to-back. I have not. That's back-to-back desserty type meals. Do they have savory as well? 
They do not at this location. And that's yeah. what I was going to say. Um, the creperie that is opening up in France, and my mouth is watering just thinking about this. They do have the savory crepes. So it'd be more like your, you know, a dinner crepe, uh, you know, for lack of a better word. Um, but these are all of the sweet ones, s'mores, strawberries, bananas, um, salted caramel, um, you know, those types of things. And it's funny. It's on the other side of the bridge uh, where Captain Jack's used to be. So as you're walking back with BB Wolf, you can grab some crepes on you as you continue on your walk back to Saratoga. I mean, the, the one good thing about when you're on vacation, particularly at Disney World, I think we have more dessert in a week than we do in a month. So it is not crazy to have, you know, grab a crepe for a dessert for lunch and then have dessert at dinner too. Yes. And you walk it off yeah. and you sweat oh, yeah. a lot. I mean, yeah. Definitely. Yep. That's why I got to hydrate. Do have to hydrate. Uh, I think I told you guys this story. I'm going to repeat it just real quick. When I was in Animal Kingdom on my last trip, actually two trips ago, it was a hot summer day, hot Animal Kingdom day, you know, the sun beating down on you. And I was really thirsty. And I went to a food cart and I got a water. I was I, I down that thing. The guy behind me goes up right after me, orders a beer. <laughs> I might have been that guy. That was you. That was you. I, I wasn't that guy, but I would be that guy. Well, anyhow, uh, another thing I'll mention about the marketplace that stands out is that there are a couple of good quick service locations where you can get lunch, dinner, multiple types of meals. One of them is currently closed. One of them is currently open. The one that's closed is the Wolfgang Puck Express which I was at. I'll share some thoughts in a moment. And the other is Earl of Sandwich. Uh, Earl of Sandwich is all across the country. I've been to them in multiple locations. I love it. It's so good. I've had several different things there from their tuna to their roast beef specialty. I want to try the holiday sandwich with the turkey and the cranberry. Everybody raves about it. I see Paul's giving me a thumbs up. So uh, yes. I trust his opinion on this. Dean is giving it a thumbs down. So we got one up, one down. I got to try it out and, uh, cast my vote here but uh before we get to wolfgang pucks let me ask you guys earl of sandwich uh is that something you always go to or i could tell dean the answer is no go ahead dean. i i will try a breakfast sandwich there because i have not tried that um i found we went there for lunch and i've been to one in in boston as well i just found it to be relatively mediocre for me okay uh, and again it's it may be a uh, spoiled by having local delis that do really good subs. And so it's kind of like eating a sub from Publix. It's kind of like, you know, folks that that's what they're used to. They rave about. And when I, you're going to get hate mail for that one. Oh, I'll, that's, I'll a, that's, a, that's a hot take right there. I mean, they have a cute name. underscore Mickey underscore man on Twitter. They have a cute name calling them pub subs, but you know what? They're, they're grocery store subs. And I felt like when I was at Earl of sandwich, there was a lot of, a lot of raving going on about how great they were. And I got it. I was like, that's a mass produced sandwich. It just wasn't, it was fine. There was nothing wrong with it, um, but it wasn't anything I'd go destination for. So I'd rather go more unique uh, when I'm on vacation. And, and as you said, they're across the country. And so, mm -hmm. you know, not, they're not quite Subway in their spread, um, but there's enough around that you can maybe just get it somewhere else relatively close. So I wouldn't go to Earl's Sandwich. Paul, how about you? Well, like I'd said, I mean, we, I tend to get the breakfast sandwiches there because I prefer the breakfast options at Earl of Sandwich over the ones at Artist Palette. Um, and, and again, if you're staying at Congress Park at Saratoga Springs, it's an equidistant walk. Also, on Dean's point, it is a cheap option. It probably is the least expensive counter service in, if not Disney Springs, possibly all of Walt Disney World. 
mm-hmm. you're talking sandwiches for around five or six dollars. That's a good point. And to that point, yes, it is not you know the artisanal um, Kaiser roll um, that is baked fresh every 15 minutes. No, but you know, but it it's fast. They go through. I, when, when you pull up and the queue is out the door and this is even before social distancing, they go through it fairly quickly. And, you know, I can say I've been there where I've been maybe 40 or 50 people back and I still have my sandwich in half an hour. Right. Um, so the volume that they do, um, they also have coffee there. Um, you know, so for breakfast, lunch and, and, or dinner, um, you know, it's a good option. You know, if you've got, if you've got a large family and you just want something fairly, fairly quick, this is a good option for that. Mm-hmm. Dean's point. Yeah. If you're in the Northeast, it's not a deli, you know, it, it's, it's not going to give you, um, you know, what you're looking for with that. Uh, you know, even, even if you were to go over to France and get like something on a baguette, it's not that kind of sandwich, but you also get a little bit of what you pay for. No, I think that's a good point, Paul. You you go in there knowing what they are and what you're going there for, and it'll be fine. You know, you're going there for a quick lunch that's relatively inexpensive, particularly compared to the options around you, and you're going to get a you know a, a meal out of it. You're going to get a yep. sub. It's going yep. to fill you, and you'll be happy. Yep. And on that note, if you're on the dining plan, absolutely, under no circumstances use Earl of Sandwich for a yes. dining credit yes. because <laughs> it is a it, it no, it makes no sense to do that. Agree with that. And guys, when I look at their menu, we've talked about some of their highlights. I'll throw one more out there. Uh, the Hawaiian barbecue sandwich, grilled chicken, ham, Swiss, pineapple, and barbecue sauce. I like a chicken pineapple combination. That's good stuff. Yep. Um, I have had that. Put yeah. on your pizza and watch people rage at you. That's true. That's... I have had that too. I like that. <laughs> now, guys, I mentioned a moment ago, I have been to the quick service Wolfgang Pucks. It's actually known as Wolfgang Puck Express. And uh, I liked it very much. When the other Wolfgang Puck restaurant opened, the, the regular service, re- the table service version opened up, I guess two years ago or so, there were rumors floating around that this express location was going to close. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, that has not been the case. And I think the only reason it's been closed recently is because of current global situation, from what I understand. But what I liked about this place were several things. One, Nothing to do with the food, but the decor of the restaurant was this minimalist modern design. And it's funny because we uh, we were saying a second ago, Dean, I think you made a point that with T-Rex, when you're in Disney, you want that elaborate, fun themed restaurant, which I completely agree with. But it's also good to kind of get a little break from that. And I, I happen to like modern architecture and that aesthetic. So that's one thing I liked about it was the look of the restaurant and the food choices were not the type of things you get everywhere i remember i had some unique it was actually it was lunch and a salad with grilled chicken which was light for me because i had a big breakfast that day it was a perfect counterpoint to the breakfast Uh, i also found the staff there to be phenomenally attentive not that we were having issues but they just everything okay can i get you anything multiple times so uh, i and the weight was not bad people don't really know about this place i feel it's kind of tucked away and it's not one of the most thought of locations but if you're looking for a quick service meal where you're going to get good quality food in a comfortable atmosphere, highly recommend Wolfgang Puck Express. And I know both of you gentlemen like it. Uh, Dean, tell me about your uh, experiences there. So good breakfast, first of all. So it's oh, okay. a, another option where you can go and get a decent breakfast. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really enjoy this place. It's why I won't go to uh, go to Earl's Sandwich. Because mm-hmm. I'd rather go to which Wolfgang is like Puck right Express. next door. It's right, yeah, exactly. Sure. So every time we're like, well, should we try that again? No, let's just go where we we know we like the options. Um, 
uh, I won't call it pizza, but flatbread uh, is actually yeah. really good there. Um, so that's another good lunch option. They're very big, uh, the flatbreads. So they're definitely something you could split. Get, get that in a salad and, uh, you know, a family of three would be very satisfied unless you're a pretty hearty eater, then you, you might need to add something else to it. They have really good iced tea, believe it or not. So they're, they're oh, um, okay. They have, they have some good options there. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think we've ever sat down there for dinner. Um, but I felt like the, the food choices were pretty fresh for the most part. Um, I'm, I'm sure like any place that mass produces, they have to do something that comes in frozen and, and they're doing some heating. But I did feel like it was, it was quality products, quality food. And I think when they pre the, the redo a couple of years ago with the old restaurant, I think they had a Wolfgang Puck Express, almost like a, a booth to style down by the other restaurant. And I think that yep. closed. Yeah, uh, okay. but this, this yeah, was not there used to be There used to be three. Yeah. So I think that that's the part you were thinking of that close. And then, yeah, so this is endured and and it's a great choice. I think it's, um, it's moderately priced Disney standard. So it's not going to be as inexpensive as, uh, as the the place we just discussed, but it's not going to be the the most price gouging uh, of lunches. So I like it a lot. We would definitely go back here. This is probably in our rotation for lunch come this summer. Dean, you mentioned their pizzas looking at their menu here. I count seven pizzas on their menu, which Mm -hmm. is very big for a very, very high number. And they'll customize. They'll customize. Wolfgang Puck is known for his pizzas. That's one of his specialties, by the way. Yeah, and, and they used to have the drinks. So th- this place was, my, and I don't know what it's going to be like post, you know, not not when pandemic when they do reopen, uh, but they used to be service light, I guess is the best way to describe it. Mm-hmm. So you would go to a counter, order, pay, take a number to your table, but they would refill your drinks for you. They would bring your food to you and they would clear your table for you. So it yep. was kind of like getting service, but not full service. So it's right. It's kind of hybrid between the quick service and the, uh, and the full service menu. Um, yeah, and if, if you wanted, they, they had drink stations. So you could definitely get your yeah. own drink and refill it if you wanted. Right. That's Paul, exactly tell us about your experiences say. there. Uh, well, you know, uh, just piggybacking off of Dean, uh, we actually have done dinner, um, you know, again, when we would stay at Saratoga, Saratoga Springs, we didn't feel like going to a park or we had gone to a park earlier. Um, we'll do Wolfgang Puck. And it's exactly what you said, Dean. We would get a bunch of things and just split it up. So, you know, typically we'd have our party of five or seven or 10, you know, however, however big our family reunion kind of trip would be. And we would get, you know, a couple different salads, maybe three different pizzas and a couple appetizers. And then they're very splittable, um, much better quality flatbreads than what you get at Artist Palette for about mm-hmm. the same price and larger. So it kind of didn't make sense to go and get the, uh, you know, six pieces that are maybe 10 square inches each uh, over at, um, and, if, and if you look at how big 10 square inches is, it's not <laughs> large, uh, over at um, Saratoga Springs, when you can go to Wolfgang Puck, pay maybe an extra dollar and you are into medium pizza category size. Um, and, you know, like I said, they're, they're very flexible. They will, you know, take it, take an ingredient off, replace an ingredient. That's fine. Cause they're not sitting around and throwing a frozen pizza into the oven. You know, they're making them when you order it. Um, I do recall that you would take your drinks with you when you ordered and you would have like the number. So it's like, Oh yeah, we're number 27. And then you just plop that number down on your table. They would find you with the food, offer to refill your drinks. If you don't have bottled beverages, that's the other thing that I like about this. You do have an option to buy bottled beverage. So if you did want to get something like a bottle of water to take it with you to go to the parks after your lunch, you can do that. Good point, Paul. That's, that's a great, great comment. And I'll conclude the Wolfgang Puck segment by offering two thoughts. One, just looking at the menu, 
these are not children's entrees. These are the, no. the regular entrees, but they have cool things that you don't normally see on your menu for adults, like crispy chicken tenders with fries, 13 bucks. Uh, half rotisserie chicken with garlic butter, rosemary, and mashed potatoes, $16. That's a very, in Disney terms, that's a very reasonably priced uh, meal experience. So one thing is that the menu is really great. The second thing is that it's in a location of Disney Springs, which is among my favorite places. You're not far from the Art of Disney store. You're not far from Ghirardelli for dessert, which is where we're going to head over in a moment. And uh, the, the pin trading post is right there. There's a Star Wars store that's right there. It's just a really cool area. And it got me thinking, guys, as you were talking, it's a, if you're able to plan in your trip, we, we've been telling people, okay, make sure you leave time to enjoy your resort and just get away from the parks. I also would tell people that even though I love Disney Springs at night, if you could go there in the late morning, afternoon, that's a good time to go. It's not as crowded. You could get shopping done in a much more relaxed way. And you could try something life, like Wolfgang Puck Express and then hit the stores. It's a very kind of laid back, chill day, but perhaps that's the best way to do Disney Springs rather than a packed evening where you're trying to get into a restaurant if you can. Yeah, maybe one more note here is yeah. um, if you have like food allergies or, or concerns when you're eating here, because they do assemble the food or, or you know, cook at on order, like Paul is saying, you can customize. You, we've actually spoken with chefs before to customize certain items for my son so mm -hmm. they can help work with you and not guaranteeing you that everything on the menu can be made dairy free or gluten free or nut free, but they will be able to accommodate you and at least let you know what is uh, what is available or what they can substitute. Mm hmm. You that's don't get good that to at know. every quick place, a quick service restaurant. So it's, it's good to have there. That's very good to know. Uh, thank you, Dean. Now, uh, as I mentioned a moment ago, it's dessert time. Now we could head over to Wetzel's Pretzels, which is actually currently closed. Uh, I, I don't have much to say about this. I like Wetzel's Pretzels. I could down 20 of them in one sitting if I really wanted to. But uh, I, I mean, I don't really have much to add about it here. I don't think there's anything that unique about the Disney Springs location. Am I right, guys? Am I missing something or? They, no. uh, they pretzels. 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 Exactly. I mean, it's it's kind of like the sunshine churros. It's uh, churros. Right. Yay. Which actually was another place I was going to mention, but yep. there's not much to add to it. It's a stand with churros, yeah. right? It's not a unique yeah. uh, thing. But Ghirardelli does deserve some time from us. I have mentioned before, I love going here for dessert. The formal name is Ghirardelli Soda Fountain and Chocolate Shop. There's only one negative I can think of with this place, and I'm just going to mention it to get it out of the way which is that seating inside is extremely limited and very congested. So in a COVID world, and uncomfortable could, and uncomfortable. That was so, going to be my comment is I wouldn't even want to sit inside. It's uncomfortable in there. That is true. Uh, and certainly in the past, the outdoor seating, even that was kind of cramped, but not as bad. The drawback of course, to eating outside, especially in the summer is that you got to eat your ice cream quickly or else it's going to melt. It's like getting the Dole Whip at two o'clock in the afternoon on the magic kingdoms, you know, something like that. You but, know the problem with the outdoor seating, Scott, before you go on? It was yeah. competitive, too. Totally it, competitive. It actually was uncomfortable at times. The people hawking tables and uh, people waiting to try to get your table. And you, you send the one person in to order, and then other people are kind of hovering in different areas to get the right. group. It, it, it wasn't the best experience for that part. Yes. No. The logistics of eating there are a negative. But the quality is a big positive. Uh, as someone who loves ice cream, Ghirardelli is among the best I've ever had. I, ha I guess the first time I had it was San Francisco when I was there with, uh, she wasn't my wife then, she was my uh, 
my girlfriend. I, I go there every time during my Disney trip at least once. Their specialty sundaes are among the best I've ever had. I like their dark chocolate fudge. I like their milk chocolate fudge. Their raspberry ice cream is delicious. I guess it's a raspberry sorbet. And there are some times where at the end of a Disney trip, if I've had 20,000 desserts and I kind of want to be a little lighter, I will still get ice cream, but it'll be a cup of vanilla and hot fudge or something like that. And there's nothing more classic, guys, than a hot fudge sundae with Garrett from Ghirardelli where you get the chocolate or vanilla ice cream with the hot fudge, whipped cream sprinkles, and a little bit of nuts sprinkled on top. Uh, for me, this is a great place. And Disney has a lot of great ice cream places, so that's saying something right there. Um, what are your thoughts, gentlemen? The milkshakes are delicious, too, and you get the free sample of chocolate. Although I'm not sure they do that anymore, but they used to. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's hard to build on that because I agree with everything you said. It's uh, yeah. uh, it's something where I think it's it's worth the, the wait. There will be a wait at times, depending on what time of day you're there. Right. Um, but it's worth the wait. And, and there are other places you can kind of wander off with your ice cream and get a nice, comfortable spot, hopefully in the shade, uh, especially in the summer. Yes. Yeah, we tend to wander over to the bandstand because there's never a band playing over there. Right. Um, so, you know, and and, it, and we've walked even as far as to lean against the rail over by the Lego store. Um, and mm-hmm. But then you start to mingle with the people waiting for their T-Rex reservation. Uh, so right. that, that gets funny. Um, I have a knack of whenever we set foot in Ghirardelli, it starts to rain as if the sky could not possibly (laughs) hold any more water ever, Um, which is great because people leave the tables, like flee. And so we're all standing inside and then we have our ice cream and it's, of course, Florida air conditioning. And then the rain lets up. So we go and, you know, just take some napkins and dry off the seats and now we have <laughs> tables but um but yeah i mean it's same thing same thing that you guys have said um and i'm i'm i tend to be a classic vanilla um i'll judge an ice cream place on how well they do vanilla because if you can't do vanilla well you know i mean i like all of those other things uh you know like i've, I've said it before i love going to toothsome and you mm-hmm. know i'm a, i'm as big a fan of a cookies and cream cookie dough oreo sunday um milkshake with a donut on it and and maybe a, a pinwheel on top also i i love all of that but if you can't do vanilla right then you know the rest is just kind of fluff on top of it agree with you vanilla on that. very well they do vanilla very well and when they have the free tastes of chocolate i might circle a couple times put on a hat take off a hat sunglasses little fake mustache yeah sunglasses. <laughs> there you go <laughs> I would like to try some of your chocolate. You know, just put on, put on a voice. That was good, Paul. You know, awesome. if you are there in the winter or when it, the three days a year it gets cold, they also have hot chocolate there. They do. Uh, and their hot chocolate is really good. And then something they stole, from, I think they stole from Serendipity 3 in New York City. They have frozen hot chocolate as well. Yeah. Dean, that's, oh, sorry, go ahead, Paul. Yeah. I, I was just going to say, Serendipity 3, I've actually had the frozen hot chocolate there. I have and too. I have not had it at Ghirardelli. I've seen it on the menu, and my wife and I have been to Serendipity 3 a few times. Um, once on Valentine's Day, believe it or not, just like the movie Serendipity. And um, looked at it and went, nah. <laughs> well, Dean, that was a good segue, because when I look at the menu here online, Surprisingly, they don't seem to have a lot of the stuff that they used to have. I think that's just a glitch on the system. I think they still do if you actually went there. But the frozen hot chocolate, I'm going to read this description to you guys, okay? Are you ready? I'm ready. Ghirardelli hot cocoa mix, 
blended with ice and milk topped with whipped cream and Ghirardelli mini dark chocolate chips for $8.95. So that's a vacation right there. I mean, that's, if you can't go, if you don't, if you want to be convinced to go to Disney, that's what you need right there. Just that can description. I, can I get it on a snack credit on the meal plan? I don't think so. I don't think so either. That'd be a nice snack credit though. Now guys, I think there's only one place left in the marketplace. We didn't talk about and I'm not even sure if I know where this is. Marketplace Snacks. You get Dole Whips there. Is this? It's on their know. website. I, I can't I can't even picture it. I'm not it familiar with that one. Yeah. I mean, Disney Springs, just like any park at Disney World, I could picture, I could literally walk through it in my mind. But I, I can't even picture what the outside of Marketplace Snacks looks like. But it's there. Uh, yeah, that's a new one on list? me. It's it's right next to Ghirardelli. Um, yeah, it, okay. it it looks like the former site of maybe a DVC kiosk. <laughs> <laughs> Not for nothing. Um, maybe so marketplace the, snacks is the worst kept secret. Yeah, yeah right. I, mean, <laughs> I wonder if it's one of those things where you know they had the Saratoga Springs Preview Center, <laughs> and then Saratoga Springs is now full. So we have an okay. empty stand. Okay, so I know I know Scott's been reading the menu, but I actually opened up this menu because I wanted to see what they have here. Dole Whip nachos, waffle cone chips topped with Dole Whip, mango boba pearls, fresh pineapple, strawberry sauce, whipped cream, and rainbow sprinkles. I'm in. <laughs> Leave off the uh, whipped cream, and that can be a dairy-free snack. That's, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, that's cool. That's very eight, cool. Eight ninety nine. You can get that or a frozen hot chocolate. Now, guys, the last thing I was going to mention with the food over at the marketplace, I remember being there and they had food trucks set up near Ghirardelli, near the store basin and uh, Arabus Brothers World of Disney. I don't know if they're still there, but they definitely had a couple. I think one was a taco truck and I forget what the other was. They're not listed on the website. I'm not sure they're still there. But if they are there, you want food truck stuff. You got it. It's there. Uh, but I really can't speak for sure of whether or not it's present. So if anybody, any of our listeners have been down there and know for sure, shoot us a tweet, send us an email, let us know. So we are fully up to date on what the food options are in the marketplace. And guys, I think that covers the food choices there. We have plenty of shopping, which we could talk about on a future episode. Um, but I will say this, if the next Disney Springs dining series episode we're going to do is the landing, I think that's going to be, the best culinary discussion we may ever have. Because when I looked at as a preview of what's there, let me say to you like this, a couple of years ago, I remember in the New York Times travel section, they listed the 50 best places in the world to go in that year, whatever, I think it's maybe 2019. In the world, Disney Springs was on there. And I think part of the reason was the restaurant, were the restaurant choices over at the landing, which we'll get to. So stay tuned, everyone. Wow. Rhymes with Float House. Rhymes with Float House. <laughs> it's my favorite restaurant in the world. Well, I think, you know, if you've listened to this podcast, you know what it is. <laughs> to, to circle back on your food trucks comment, they do have like permanent food trucks now on the west side. Yeah. And I wonder if the ones that you had experienced here just moved down the way a little bit. Could be. Speaking of food trucks, you know what's a great movie? Have you guys seen Chef with John Favreau? No, but I've heard of it. Not. It's on Netflix. At least it was. I, if it is, yeah. check it out. Great movie. So good. 
Speaking of Netflix, uh, do either of you have Paramount Plus yet? Yes, I do. Is it worth it? Yes. What's on it? Everything Star Trek. Star Trek, <laughs> Star Trek uh, and uh, they got good movies. It to me so far. The Godfather yeah. trilogies on there. A whole bunch of movies. Um, the show Yellowstone, which I haven't watched, but I know my my friend Joe, my co-host Joe, he loves it. There's stuff like like all the streaming services. They all have their good stuff and their bad stuff. The problem is there's so much out there. I kind of forget a little bit of what's on each one yeah, until I see. There was something else. I'm trying to think. My son wants it because um, SpongeBob is on there. SpongeBob. That's right. And there's a feature movie, a brand new feature movie. That's, that, on there. that's what he wants. It's like, Dad, we can, we can get this for six bucks a month or we can rent the movie for 20. So we might as well just get the service. Right. I mean, smart comment. I have to give him credit for that. But uh, I don't really know if I want another paid subscription service when I barely use the ones I have. Mm. Yeah. Um, I mean, they've got, uh, you won't care about soccer. I don't care about Bob. Star Trek either. Well, and, th- and there's that. There's <laughs> another show that's on Paramount Plus. That, um, I mean, I have the app. Oh, real world. All of the old right. TV shows are on there. So, like, mm. classic real world. I think Road Rules might be actually on there too. And we're talking like all 28 seasons. Um, so, you know, like, we were watching like the early 90s ones with Pedro and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, real world San Francisco, New York. Um, you know, those before they got people that just wanted to go on to become like stars that's what dean is not i i sense hesitation on dean's part but your son has a good point i totally get it i mean he wants to see the spongebob movies i can get three months of of the service for the price of the rental of the movie Mm. my wife would probably get nostalgic and watch a little bit of like real world new york season one and i think i heard there's like a reunion show with those guys yes and that is uh, only for paramount plus yeah so so you probably get her to watch that um, I'm just not hearing anything here that I'm I'm going to watch. <laughs> well, let's see. Uh, maybe I'll rewatch the Godfather movies for the umpteenth time. Oh, there is. Um, they also have um, Comedy Central shows. They have the Smithsonian Channel, which I like. So they have the Aerial America, uh, mm-hmm. which is the flyers of, of all the states, which I like. Um, on, let's see, what else? Smithsonian Channel. Uh, you know, air disasters, um, secrets of um, secrets of the Egyptian tombs, uh, air, you know, like all of those combat ships and air warriors. And if you like watching those kind of um, 1990s techno thriller documentaries um, that they liked having uh, mighty trains, the Pacific war in color, um, the aerial cities, mighty cruise ships. That's cool. Uh, so that's all Smithsonian um, under Comedy Central. This I haven't explored yet. I'm actually in the app at the moment. Uh, Reno 911, The okay. Daily Show, right. uh, Drawn Together, The Chappelle Show, Crank Anchors, including new episodes. If new uh, episodes. Best, yeah. Uh, best of the Roast. So is that got Comedy Central? Com- yeah, Comedy Central roast of Rob Lowe, Flava Flav, Louis Anderson, James Franco, Joan Rivers, Charlie Sheen. On the next episode of Stuff We Love, we will take you through the dining options available on Paramount Plus streaming service. 
<laughs> Guys, this has been a lot of fun and I can't wait to visit the landing over at Disney Springs with you next. And then when we're done doing all these locations for your dining options, we will go shopping if that's good. Sounds fun. Dean, I conclude yeah. this opening segment on the Disney Springs series with this question. Since you're staying at Saratoga Springs, have tonight, have you made up in your own mind that you definitely want to go to any of these places on your upcoming trip besides Earl of Sandwich? <laughs> I, I believe we will have a breakfast at Earl of Sandwich. We will have at least one meal at Wolfgang Puck. If it's, and open. If it's open by then. And I, I definitely see a dessert at Ghirardelli. I like that. I'm very interested to hear how on your trip, what, what role Disney Springs ultimately plays for you? Because I know it's going to play a big role because you're right there over at Saratoga Springs. But I, I really want to know, because you're the first person I know that, well, I guess my friend Jack stayed there, but recently, since Disney Springs has totally taken on this whole new persona, that has stayed at Saratoga Springs. And I'm very curious about your experiences there later this year. Yeah, and I'm excited about it because as Disney Spring was, was growing, the traffic picked up. And, and I think we've talked before, we generally rent a car on vacation for those types of purposes. You know, the, the longer travel, I don't want to be on a Disney bus that long. It drives me crazy. Sure. So the, the old days, quote unquote, which is probably like three years ago, you used to be able to pull into the parking lot at Disney Springs walk between the buildings and you'd be in the center of the action. And now the parking is really maybe five, the, years maybe ago. five, five, six years ago now. Um, <laughs> yeah. My point being in this, in the last decade, that was the model to go to downtown Disney was to pull up, find a spot in the parking lot. Maybe you had to circle once to find a spot in the back because you didn't, couldn't get one in the front and then you walk. And there was a couple of walking paths between the, the sections of shopping and now the parking is very much on the outskirts. It's a little bit more of a journey to get there. And there's a lot more traffic. Yeah. So while we still went there every trip, it started to get to the point where like Disney Springs used to be the easy thing to do because we didn't feel like going back to the park. Hey, let's go spend an evening at Disney Springs. And then it got to be like, oh, my God, I really don't feel like going to Disney Springs. Let's just go like during the day when there's less people. So the convenience of staying right next to it, I'm really excited for that. I, and because of COVID, I'm not sure where my comfort level is going to be for long queues, heavy theme park traffic, lots of crowds. And I feel like if, if we weren't going to Walt Disney World, we'd want to go someplace that was a fun resort with multiple pool options, maybe some good shopping and some good dining nearby. Mm -hmm. So instead of going to Walt Disney World, I'm going to go to Saratoga slash Disney Springs. So right. it's I get the Walt Disney World factor along with that. But I mean, if, if that complex existed in another state, in Georgia, in Texas, and in Pennsylvania, whatever, in New Jersey, hey, um, we that might be a destination to go on vacation just in and of itself. Sure. So I'm really excited for it. We should talk because that town is called um, Asbury Park. Never been invited. <laughs> Greetings from. Oh, standing <laughs> invitation. But I mean, that is a great point. I mean, uh, you know, th that is like I've like I've said a couple times. That's our home resort for DVC. Um, oddly enough, our 2017 trip, we stayed at um, Wilderness Lodge because the new Copper Creek was the only place we could get a room for the three days, three nights, rather that that we um, that we were going to be there. Um, but yeah, it is. I, I will say just, you know, knowing a little bit about your touring habits of heading back to the room anyway, midday, um, 
you know, if, if, if you decide to elongate your break, um, you know, either head back earlier, you know, uh, like I said, if one of you takes a bus to the Springs and then walks back with, with lunch, or you all head to the Springs and have lunch. And if you decide to eat it back of the room, easy, you know, you just pick it up and go. Mm-hmm. Um, you think the so Ghirardelli it, Sundays will make it back to the room? Well, you know, it's funny. No, but much <laughs> like when, when Scott mentioned the Dole Whip that he would get at Adventureland, um, that Dole Whip doesn't live all the way down Main Street when I order it. Um, that thing is gone by the time I reach the popcorn cart to <laughs> take the monorail True. back anywhere. So, you know, similarly, my ice cream sundae is probably not making it to the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> Now, guys, as we wrap up, first off, for our listeners, normally we conclude with the Stuff We Love segment, but I will admit to you, my bat- my battery on the computer is running low, so we may not be able to do that tonight. But I just remembered, what about Goofy's Candy Company? Isn't that in the marketplace? Is that permanently closed? Because I quickly Googled it, and it says closed. I don't think it's permanently closed, but I don't think it qualified on the restaurant listing. Yeah, right. I mean, it's, that's, it's definitely a food store. A- it's a convenience store. <laughs> it's definitely a sugar bomb. Well, that answered that pretty quickly. So if you guys want to do a stuff we love, I got, I got the battery yeah. powered. Do you have anything yeah. you want to plug this week? Any re- yeah, Well, before we get to the plugs, anything you want to recommend for the stuff we love segment? Are you enjoying anything, a movie, an app? Anything? Paul, you want to go first? I, I do have something, and I, I'm going to recommend this even though I haven't watched it yet. because I didn't ahead. know it. I didn't know it existed until last week when I happened to catch it on the TV Guide. How's that for an old school reference? TV, to catch yeah. it on TV Plus. Guide. As I, as I was reading TV Guide magazine, um, did you call so, the movie phone line to get the, uh, <laughs> the show done? Why don't you tell me the name of the movie you want to watch? <laughs> um, so there is a series. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the TV channel Reels. Uh, there is a series on Reels called Autopsy, and there is one of their episodes is Walt Disney His Last Hours. Oh. And I have not watched it yet, so I don't know if this has any new information to me. I don't know how good it is. I don't know if it's well done. So I don't want to recommend it in that sense. Uh, But I do want to recommend it as something to explore if you like Walt Disney history. Mm -hmm. Because I flipped it on for the first couple of minutes and then got interrupted when I was trying to watch it. And we just paused it. And it seems like it's going to be very much focused on him. And li- like literally him in the end of his life, I'm sure they're going to dovetail that with the, you know, the all the projects that he had left uh, when he passed away. Um, but I, I'm just really excited about yet another version of a documentary about Walt Disney. Very cool. Thank you, Dean, for that recommendation. The first recommendation of something that the person hasn't actually seen yet, <laughs> but he's, uh, <laughs> he's, that's that's a first, which is great. Um, I, mean, I was going to give you Nature's Promise Love Crunch granola, but uh, you know this seemed more interesting. <laughs> Paul, how about you? Uh, well, it's funny. Um, I'm 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 actually going to say that one of the things that I love recently is the newly rebranded Paramount Plus app. Um, <laughs> that you know, oddly enough, uh, I was using the CBS All Access to watch Picard and the new Star Trek show Discovery. Um, looking forward to the new series, um, you know, kind of it's it's all about the Enterprise before Captain Kirk. So I'm a big Star Trek fan. But on the new Paramount Plus network, of course, everything is now named Plus. They have classic MTV, like real world and road rules. They have um, Smithsonian Channel, which I really like. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first thing that I watched on the network was the Aerial America series. And of course, I watched New Jersey. 
Um, because, you know, a lot of people, you know, Scott, Scott tells people every single day, New Jersey is a beautiful state. It's a very beautiful state. People go, don't realize it. People don't realize it. It's not all Newark and Carteret. <laughs> That's true. And um, yeah, it, it, they even made Patterson look good. So, um, you know, and, and if you know anything about Patterson, you, you, no, that's not possible. No, it, it, it truly is. Right. Uh, covered some of the history. I learned some things, um, some things I had known. Um, as an example, Universal Studios got its start in New Jersey over in Fort Lee. Didn't really? Know that. Didn't know that. Yeah. I did not know that. Before Hollywood was Hollywood, uh, major motion picture studios, Warner Brothers and Universal, got their start in Fort Lee, New Jersey. Very cool. Yes, that's awesome. Thank you, Paul, for that recommendation. Uh, for my recommendation, I'm going to give you a new album that came out by Paul Stanley from Kiss. He formed his own group called the Paul Stanley Paul Stanley Soul Station, and it's a uh, their first album is called Now and Then. It's a collection of old soul and Motown tracks, and I have to tell you, it is phenomenally good. It is really? breathtakingly good. I had seen a friend of mine post about it on Facebook, how good it was. And I was surprised because I wouldn't expect something like that to be good, but I listened to it. And he, first off, he sounds great. He's got a soulful voice that works well with those tracks and his backing group here, the, I guess, Paul Stanley salt station. They do a phenomenal job with these songs. So some of the covers they do, for example, are just my imagination by temptations. Ooh, baby, baby, mm. Smokey Robinson and the miracles uh, tracks of my tears i think is on there also by Smokey robinson it's good stuff including some tracks that i never heard before that was he introduced me to so um paul stanley stole soul station now and then that is my recommendation and with that i feel i know you guys so well i'm gonna do the plugs for both of you how about that i like hey. it so my friends my esteemed guests tonight my my guests of honor <laughs> that's always what i call them my guests of honor uh, are people that you should absolutely follow on Twitter. First of all, Paul is at yo Pauly and J. So Dean is at CT underscore Mickey underscore man. And he's That's absolutely right. worth following as is Paul for some fun Twitter content. Their podcast is among my favorites, butter and bacon, the good stuff of Disney, which just released an epic mammoth episode that when I saw it dropped <laughs> in my feed, I was, I was a happy man. Just like when Paul Stanley's new album came out, I was a happy man when Butter and Bacon was released. Thank you. you could save that episode for your drive to Florida and it would take up the entire trip. That's true. <laughs> you put that on repeat, you're going to be cruising in the Keys in no time. <laughs> and uh, then <laughs> finally, uh, the travel agency that was referenced earlier, Adventures Out There Travel, phenomenal organization. I've used them multiple times before and I'm using them again this year because the only way I'm going to Walt Disney World is if Adventures Out There is booking it. So... Uh, a wonderful organization with great customer service. It reminds me that maybe they were trained at the Wolfgang Puck Express School of Customer <laughs> Service. That's how good it is. But uh, for me, I'm over on Twitter at ScottyBoy4. You can find the podcast on Twitter at Stuff We Love Pod, Instagram at Stuff We Love Podcast. Follow us on Facebook and on YouTube. Email us, stuffwelovepodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what your favorite marketplace eateries are. And uh, our website, stuffwelovepodcast.podbean.com. That's where you can find links to all of our episodes. We've got some great content on there. And uh, if you have subscribed to us and have not subscribed to Butter and Bacon, do it now, immediately. Drop everything else you're doing. Don't even go to Disney World before you subscribe to Butter and Bacon. Okay, folks, that's it. 
and with that, anything you want to add before we wrap up the show tonight? Dean, Paul, anything you want to add? No, this was fun. Thanks for having us on. I'm looking forward to parts two and three. Paul. Yeah, no, this was great. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, hearing again, you know, some of the personal anecdotes from some of the places that I haven't had a chance to go to yet. I'm excited. When I looked at the landing choices, I've been to many of those restaurants and I'm eager to share my thoughts with you. I would like to, I think, conclude every Disney Springs dining episode with a simple question. Out of all the places we talked about tonight, if you could only go to one of them on your next Disney trip, where are you going in terms of the marketplace eateries? Uh, I want to try BB Wolf sausage. Good call. Unexpected. I was in my mind. I always think Ghirardelli first or Wolfgang Puck, Rainforest T Rex. I mean, I, but I've been, I've been to those. I've, I've, I've been to those. So of totally. those, of uh, yeah, I mean, of the places that we've talked about, the only places I haven't been to are the Dark Ride Margaritas. Um, <laughs> no, and uh, the BB Wolf Sausage Company. Uh, right. Yes. Good. Good call, Dean. You know, Scott, of the places we talked about, I'm, I'm going to follow Paul's lead and, and pick a place I haven't gone to, and it's the Crapier, Crapier, uh, Aristocrapes. Oh, cool, cool. The, 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 the ones that you described, the flavors that they had, sound really interesting to me. I do like crepes. Uh, I tend to actually like more savory than sweet, but I, those ones sound really good, so I want to try that. I, I would probably start at Wolfgang Puck Express for the lunch beforehand, uh, but uh, I'm going to pick That's the Crape place. And for me... Even though I've been there many times before, I always associate Ghirardelli with my Disney World vacations. It's just a tradition for us, and uh, that's where I'm going, even though all of the places there sound particularly good. Margaritas sound good, but I, I probably wouldn't uh, wouldn't necessarily go there, but maybe I'd go there before Starbucks. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. But uh, anyhow, that's the answer. Let's go around the table one more time, guys. I'm Scott. I'm Paulie. And I'm Dean. This has been the Stuff We Love podcast.